0: Get it right side up. It's easier to read, isn't it? Okay. Did you say probably? <laughs> Daniel chapter four. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> I talk a little bit about it this morning about getting an attitude adjustment. <laughs> nobody, nobody in our world or society today needs an attitude adjustment, do they? We? Nah. We're all such good, perfect folks. I'm okay, you okay. <laughs> I'm okay, you okay. <laughs> That's right. That's what the government tells us, anyway. Uh, Daniel 4, let's look at verse 10 to start off with. In the visions of my mind as I was laying in bed, I saw this. There was a tree in the middle of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew large and strong. Its top reached the sky, and it was visible to the ends of the earth. Its leaves were beautiful. Its fruit was abundant, and on it was food for all. Wild animals found shelter under it, birds of the air, lived in its branches, and every creature was fed from it. As I was laying in my bed, I also saw in the visions of my mind an observer, a holy one coming down from heaven. He called out loudly, Cut down the tree and chop off the branches. Strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the animals flee from under it and the birds from the branches. But leave the stump with its roots in the ground and with a band of iron and bronze around it in the tender grass of the field. Let him be drenched with dew from the sky and share the plants of the earth with the animals. Let his mind be changed from that of a man and let him be given the mind of an animal for seven periods of time. This word is by decree of the observers. The matter is a command from the holy ones. This is so the living will know that the Most High is ruler over the kingdom of men. He gives it to anyone he wants and sets over it in the low list of men. Let's pray. Father. we come before your throne today, God, not just as your creation, but as your servants. May we take your word into not only our minds, but our heart, that we might use them in our lives to be better people and better servants of yours. Lord, uh, our tendency as human beings is to seek our own pleasure. God, may we as your people seek your will and your way for our lives. That we might be an example to other people and lead them to know you. And Lord, we, we give you the credit and the praise for all of this. and We pray all love of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Nebuchadnezzar, y'all remember him from history? Excuse me, ladies. Let me back up. Nebuchadnezzar was a great man as far as the world was concerned. Uh, basically, was king of the world at that time. And uh, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. Uh, and... Uh, it's given to us in these first verses that we read in 10 through 17. Uh, we, uh, we see that uh, he envisioned uh, a great uh, tree and uh, how it grew and was feeding basically everything in the world. Needless to say, the world was dependent on the tree. Uh, If we read a little bit about history, this king that was Nebuchadnezzar uh, basically at this time controlled the world. Folks, in our day and time, we don't have kings quite that powerful. But in our country today, in the United States of America, we have a nation that we consider to be that powerful. And we look at it so many people with their hand out for what our nation can do for them, just like Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, We grow dependent on the things that the government provides for us instead of being dependent on the Lord. And uh, we need to be very careful of that. Uh, It's a a very dangerous thing uh, for us to forget forget about God if you look down uh, a few verses just to verse 20, it says, The tree you saw, which grew large and strong, whose top reached to the sky and was visible in all the earth, whose leaves were beautiful and its fruit abundant, and on it was food for all. Under it all the wild animals lived, and in its branches the birds of, and the, fire of the air lived. Look, The United States of America has been blessed by God, there's no question. We have been blessed uh, among all the nations of the world, more than all the nations of the world. But folks, we have grown so proud and so arrogant as time has gone by that we don't think anything can hurt us or harm us. And we have become so benevolent uh, as we've grown That we think that we can be like this tree. That we can feed the world. Uh, Folks, the United States, like I say, is a blessed nation. We've been blessed materially in ways that are unimaginable. But we had not got the wherewithal to feed the whole world. We think so sometimes, I think, by our foreign policy and and uh, our at home policy if you will uh, that we can feed everybody and uh this is this is not this is not so uh, we can't do it and uh if uh, <laughs> if we had, excuse me if we had any sense we would realize that in pretty short order that we can't do this uh look at the, the down at verse 20 The tree you saw, which grew large and strong, whose top reached to the sky and was visible to the earth. That sounds like us, doesn't it? Everybody in the world knows who the United States of America is. And most of them will come with their hand out when they come. Whose leaves were beautiful and its fruit abundant, and on it was food for all. Under it the wild animals lived, and in its branches the birds of the air lived. That tree is you, the king, Nebuchadnezzar, USA, for you have become great and strong. Your greatness has grown and even reaches the sky and your dominion extends to the ends of the earth. The king saw an observer, a holy one, coming down from heaven and saying, cut down the tree and destroy it, but leave the stump. With its roots in the ground, and with a hand, a band of iron and bronze around it, in the tender grass of the field. Let him be drenched with dew from the sky and share food with the wild animals for seven periods of time. This is the interpretation, Your Majesty, and this is the sentence of the Most High that has been passed against my Lord the King. You will be driven away from the people to live with the wild animals. You will feed on grass like cattle and be drenched with dew from the sky for seven periods of time until you acknowledge the Most High as ruler over the kingdom of men. And he gives it to anyone he wants. As for the command to leave the tree stump with its roots, Your kingdom will be restored to you as soon as you acknowledge that heaven rules. Folks, this is is a, a scary warning to the arrogance and pride unconcealed of the United States of America. If you don't believe that, you can venture... To another part of the world, I want to tell you something. There are some people in other parts of the world that don't hold the United States of America in that high accord. They look at us just the way the scripture talks about Nebuchadnezzar. We're a proud and arrogant people. And we're not humble in any sense. And we think as long as we dole out to people and hand out to them, everything's going to be all right. Well, you know, the scripture tells us that's not so. Nebuchadnezzar had done that. And God sent somebody to cut that tree down. What's going to happen to us as a people? Are the Christian people, the church, ready for what's coming to the United States of America? Folks, it's inevitable when we turn our backs on the Lord the way we're turning our backs on God that God's going to pay attention to what we do and he's going to deal with it because he remains God. It doesn't make any difference what we do. If we turn our back on him, he'll thump us on the head to get our attention. If we don't pay any attention, he might slap us on the head. If we don't pay any attention, he might take a belt to our rear head. If we don't pay any attention, he might just cut us down. He doesn't have to do anything for the United States of America. We are a proud and arrogant people. You know the people that he promised to preserve, don't you? Israel, not the United States of America. We can throw our chest back and brag all we want to, but we ain't got anything to brag about, especially today looking at the way we act as a nation. And we have so many people in our churches that don't care. They lay here and sit here and say amen and shout hallelujah and sing praises and all of that sort of stuff to God on Sunday and then go out there and live in the world six days a week like a hellion. How do I know? I live in the world too. And I see us. I associate with us. And there's a lot of Christians that the world can't distinguish as Christians. Been there, done that. You got to get rid of it. And I'm afraid that we will go too far and be like old Nebuchadnezzar. Our complacency is going to get us in trouble. That attitude that we have, even about God's warning from the scripture. You know, we can become so arrogant, we can say, yeah, 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 I know what God says. That's for somebody else. He going to do that to somebody else. Look at this, look at that, look at the other. We don't ever look in the mirror. We need to take a look at ourselves as a nation. You know, it's just plumb embarrassing now for the government officials to rewrite Christian Testimonies and things that are sent to them to be broadcast. They won't, the government will not hardly mention the name of Jesus Christ. Much less give him credit for anything. They edit out everything that has to do with Jesus from their correspondence or broadcast or anything else. We've turned our back on our creator and preserver I'm going to tell you what my daddy did to me and my mama did to me when I turned my back on what he told me to do. He'd give me a little tap. Mama didn't give me a little tap. Mama had a red patent leather belt with a filigreed edge on it, both sides. And when she doubled that sucker over, let me tell you something, you paid attention. I've been round and around in the floor with her several times, more than one, trying to get away from that red patent leather belt. I just assumed my daddy would get me as I had my mama, I'll be honest. It was easier to take the tongue lashing and the one or two licks from that little belt of his than it was for mama to get a hold of me. I was as scared of her getting after me as I was a rabid dog sometimes. Loved her to death, but I want to tell you something. You didn't cross the white woman. Just didn't do it. And we have such a lackadaisical attitude about our God, our Creator, the one who has given us life and sustains our life and has given us the opportunity as human beings to live. In the United States of America with such abundance and freedom and opportunity that the world does not have. And what do we do? We sit down on it and hoard it instead of giving it away. Oh, we call ourselves generous and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But folks, we need to look at who we are in our relationship with the Lord. I know what happened to me when I didn't do what my mother and daddy told me to do. We just hadn't got the picture of what God's going to do to us if we don't pay attention to Him. We've got it made, folks. We live in the land of opportunity on the world. We are blessed among the people of the nations of the world, and we take it for granted. We're like Nebuchadnezzar. We think we're so big and <laughs> we rear our chest out and we strut and talk about how much we got and what we're going to do with it and all that kind of stuff. Well, God showed him. If you don't think we can be brought down, read the scripture. Nebuchadnezzar was the most powerful thing that ever lived on the planet in that time especially. And what God do, brought him to his knees until... He confessed, folks, we need a great revival in our land and we need to get on our knees and we need to confess before the Lord who we are and ask his forgiveness for what we have done because we have done everything but include him in our lives, especially as a nation. We're ashamed of him. It's... You can't hardly hear the name of God anymore in a public setting. People are ashamed of him and to say out loud, they belong to Jesus. They worship him and worship God, his Father, in a church setting. Nebuchadnezzar's att- attitude had to, had a little adjustment. Folks, that's what's going to happen to us. God's judgment uh, is going to be swiftly executed one of these days. Uh Nebuchadnezzar lost his personal sanity. I don't know what's going to happen uh, to this nation, but uh, according to the Scripture, Nebuchadnezzar became like an animal. He became like a wild animal. He lived uh, uh, as an animal, uh, and uh, he lost his personal sanity. Our nation has lost its sanity for sure. When we uh, put into higher places the people that we do, when we think more highly of people, in, in politics, in the government, and in the world, and in business, than we do, uh, Christian people in the church. Something not right with us. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar was going to lose all his stuff, though. He's going to lose his house and his palace and his kingdom, everything. He was going to lose it all, and he lost his status. And folks, that's going to happen to the United States of America. We don't change our ways. If we don't get back to God and loving him and serving him the way we ought to, we're going to lose our status in the world. And worst of all, we're going to lose our status before him. Have they taken, in God we trust off our money yet? Huh? Not yet, but it's it's coming in. Pitiful. Nebuchadnezzar lost his power and his glory. We need to get our self-absorbed attitude in this country to one of, we need to change it to self-abasement and realize who we are. Folks, y'all know who we are? (laughs) You can ask a scientist who we are. If they render us down into what we, what we really are, we might be worth 90 cents. 90 cents. If they were to render us down into the chemicals that compose us. 90 cents. In this worldly kingdom, you think we're worthy of anything? No. Except by the grace of God. We need to pay attention. God's been trying to get our attention. He's knocked on a door and knocking on a door, but we don't pay any attention because we're so self-absorbed in ourselves. You don't believe that? (laughs) I'm going to meddle a little bit. I generally try to. (laughs) If you don't believe how self-absorbed we are, on Sunday during football season, Go to one of these towns that has a pro team and go to a football game. Do you know that their stadiums will hold almost 100,000 people? And do you know when they have a ball game at home, they're full of people? Do you know when they play? Sunday. Sunday. You don't think we're more self-absorbed with ourselves and the things we like than we are with God? If that hundred thousand or so people sitting in the football stadiums was as concerned about God as they were about the New England Patriots winning, we'd see a change in the in the government in the way we live. And I'm not against football. I I like it good, if not better than uh, than most people. I I love to watch it. Those athletes are phenomenal. But I'm going to tell you something. There's not one on the field as great or as worthy of praise as the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you can take them all together and put them in a jar and shake them up and render them down into something good, and they still, you can swallow the whole jar and still lose your soul to an eternal damnation. That way with a lot of things, not just football. We need to change our self-absorbed attitude to want a self-abasement. We need to forget ourselves. We need to forget about being so praiseworthy. We need to acknowledge God. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar, (laughs) the scripture said Nebuchadnezzar was restored uh, to his kingdom. Uh, When he looked up, look at verses 34 and and 34. Let's see if I can find them. Yeah, But at the end of those days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, looked up to heaven, and my sanity returned to me. Then I praised the Most High and honored and glorified Him who lives forever, for His dominion is everlasting dominion, and His kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are counted as nothing, and He does what He wants with the army of heaven, And the inhabitants of the earth, there is no one who can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? At the end of those years, I, Nebuchadnezzar, looked up into heaven, and my sanity returned to me. Then I praised the Most High and honored and glorified him. When our sanity returns to us as a nation, we're going to put God first. And until we do, we're not going to amount to much. And it would not surprise me if we don't end up just like Israel in the bottom of the pit. Nebuchadnezzar finally looked up. When he did, his sanity came back to him. Do you know he went just absolutely crazy? Does that... Does that remind you of any, any culture in the world that has turned their back on God? They've gone just absolutely sin crazy. Have you noticed that? Just absolutely sin crazy. United States is fast on that road. When he looked up, he humbled himself. And the scripture says his sanity came back. When the United States gets right with God, we're going to have maybe original blessings from the Lord. If God had not blessed this nation in its beginnings, it would not have become a nation. Do you know just a handful of patriots? You read this in history. Just a handful of patriots rebelled against the most powerful nation and army in the world and won. Why? Because God was in the front of the line. Now God... questionably, it's even with us anymore. If we want Him to return in His full power and glory and strength, we will fall on our knees as to start with as a church, as His people. That's where it's got to begin. And we've got to start acting like His people in the world. If we're going to change their ways, if we're going to well, we won't change their ways, but we can influence them, and we can, if we learn, to present ourselves properly and in, in a godly way, we can influence them to come to know Him, maybe, and start doing the things that He wants. But that's the only way we're going to change what's going on in the world. Nebuchadnezzar was restored uh, to his sanity when he got right with God, and he exalted God himself. He praised the Lord and lifted Him up. And everything was restored to him. Now, if we take this, now I'm I'm, I'm just borderline bad about taking the scripture so literally, but if we take this literally and apply it to the United States of America, you know what? We're going to have to go in the pits and have a downfall before we have sense enough to look up and come back. Now, unfortunately, that's what it takes. How many times did Mama say, Terry, if you keep on, I'm going to get you? What did Terry do? (laughs) He kept on. (laughs) She stopped me again. She said, Terry, I told you, if you keep on, I'm going to tan you high. What did Terry do? Uh Uh-huh. Go around the corner, and he just kept on doing whatever. You know, sometimes we don't believe Mama's going to do what Mama says she's going to do. That's not a good thing to do, especially with my Mama. She might go the third time and say, Terry, if you don't quit, I'm going to get your rear end. Terry, just keep on. You know what happened? That red patent leather belt got me once again. God keeps telling us, you got to fall on your face before you can get up. If you don't, I'm going to knock you to your knees and on your face. Folks, we ain't got sense enough to listen to the Lord God Almighty and do what He says. He's given us His Word. We have it in our hands and our laps and on our shelves at work in the bookstores and church and Everywhere else, we've got it. We've read it. We haven't believed it. Obviously, one of these days, when we're on our knees and wondering what in the world happened, when the United States of America falls in the world, Christian people are going to wonder what in the world happened We left God behind. We left him back there however many years ago. And we haven't paid attention in a while. And just like a good parent, he's not called our Heavenly Father for nothing. Just like a good parent, he said what he was going to do. He told us what he was going to do. He even had gumption enough and love enough to write it down for us and put it in our hands where we could say, I didn't know. One thing that I could not tell my mama after the third or fourth time was, I didn't know. She knew I knew. Well, all the Bibles that we have in our nation and the world today, it's difficult to tell God we didn't know. And he's going to remind us And I hope it's not devastating. Maybe, just maybe, we'll be that stump, (laughs) a part of that stump, and left behind to renew life. But folks, it's coming. God's judgment is coming to the world. And where are we going to stand? Are we going to stand with him or are we going to stand with the world? We need to make up our mind before it happens. I'm not trying to be a gloom and doom kind of fellow. I'm just telling you, God's not going to let us continue to do what we're doing as a nation and thumb our nose at him. Judgment's coming. And we don't need to be on the wrong end of the red patent letter. That's just the way it is. Nebuchadnezzar, when he got his heart right and he got right with God, everything changed. If you look at the next chapter, I believe it's the next chapter. Well, let me see. If I can find it. Anyway, Nebuchadnezzar praised God and thanked him. For what he had done. He gave testimony and uh, he praised the Lord for his restoration. And uh, let's, folks, let's don't, let's don't piddle around with who we are in God's sight. Believers and non believers can all read the attitudes. A bad, uh, have bad attitudes as well. Philippians 2, verse 5 says, Make your own attitude that of Christ Jesus. To survive in this world and be certain of eternal glory, our attitude must be adjusted to become the same as His. Our pride has got to get over its pride. And we need to become humble. We've got to stop admiring the accomplishments of our hands and look up to heaven and acknowledge the compliments of God for certain. We surrender our kingdom, our hearts, if you will, to him the sovereignty and dominion of who we are, surrender our power to Him. We think we are so powerful, as a nation especially, and we need to surrender our glory to Him. Folks, we're nothing. Some of the most proud and arrogant people or people I've met in church, you meet some prideful and arrogant folks that think they're God's gift to society and the church, and they're so hot dog. You know what I'm talking about? You've seen them. We need to forget all of that stuff. We need to humble ourselves and fall on our faces in repentance to God and ask him to take this nation and turn it around. Our only hope is God as a people as a nation. We need his power to turn us around beginning right here. Let's stand and bow our heads for a word of prayer. Thank you all for being here today. And uh, as we uh, prepare our hearts, with every head bowed and every eye closed, Lord, uh, we thank you for your power and your presence here today. And we pray that we have taken that word into our hearts. We give this time of invitation to you, God, to use for your order and your glory. and I ask that you touch our hearts. God, if there's anything we need to surrender, We need forgiveness for God, we just need help with whatever we have need of. Don't make us ashamed to share that with you and with your people. God, uh, listen to us, we pray, as we sing together. Touch our hearts to move, and uh, we'll give you the glory. Okay? Okay. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You won't sing it.